Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. You are here on Out of the Blue on 3CR Radio 855 AM in the studio with me, Fum. It is Sunday, the 18th of August 2019, and it is a beautiful sunny day outside today. Um, you are here in the studio with just me today. All of the co-hosts are elsewhere. Um, and before we start, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that 3CR is broadcasting from and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. And we acknowledge that this land was never ceded. Um, join us after this theme song and we will be talking about the Eco Center's updated research in microplastics in the Yarra and Maribyrnong rivers soon. Join us on 3CR here on Out of the Blue in a bit. radio station encouraging independent music and independent thought they've been supporting musicians for more than 30 years so let's support them welcome back to out of the blue it is sunday the 18th of august uh you are on 3cr community radio on 855 am and you can also find us on 3cr.org.au radio blue if you want to check out the show and if you want to listen and stream live through the interwebs then go to www.3cr.org.au uh, slash streaming. Uh, we also do audio on demand and we are also on your digital. If you want to listen to the podcast after, you can also go to Radio Blue afterwards and download the podcast after the show. Hello, everybody, and uh, I'm hoping you are enjoying this wonderful weather as much as I am. Uh, <laughs> I was horse riding yesterday and I realized that I kind of forgotten what sunlight felt like or what it looked like and it was really really lovely to be outside all day so today if you are going for a surf it should be really really nice lovely little waves on the uh, on the surf go 
coast, I'm uh, definitely going to go for a surf after the show um, and enjoy the sunshine outside. So today on the show, we're going to talk about microplastics and the updated results of the research that has been conducted by the Port Phillip Eco Centre for the last few years and we have done a few shows uh, about this uh, full disclosure it's actually a research of a project that I manage um, together with my colleague Neil Blake at the Eco Centre and our wonderful project partners uh, including Beach Patrol Australia and uh, the Yarra Riverkeeper Association as well uh, who are making it all possible so I'll take you back um, real quick to the origin of the project and uh, we started monitoring microplastics in the Maribyrnong and the Yarra River in 2015, in January to be exact. Um, at the time, it was a uh, state government funded project and um, we were doing monthly trawls. So a, a trawl is basically dragging a net uh, on the surface, capturing all of the surface debris of organics and microplastics that flow down the rivers. Uh, and we, we use the Yarra Riverkeeper's boat for that um, uh, as we collaborate with them on this project. And those samples that we collect in the Yarra and the Maribyrnong on a monthly basis are then analyzed by volunteers. Uh, and we are looking at the amounts and the types of plastic pollution that we find in there, and especially the types of microplastic pollution. Uh, because this, this type of research has never been done in Australia uh, in this way. And, and back then, when we started, we didn't really, we didn't really know what we were going to find, um, just because it was an Australian first. Um, then, last year... At the end of um, the previous project and the start of the current project, which is called Clean Bay Blueprint and is, is funded by the Port Phillip Bay Fund um, that was opened by the state government to help um, the environmental management plan for Port Phillip Bay reach its goals. Um, so they decided to spend about $10 million on community organizations of all kinds um, to help protect Port Phillip Bay and, uh, and reach those environmental management plan goals. Um, so the Eco Center was funded to continue the research that we've been doing in the rivers. And in May of last year, we analyzed, we had analyzed all the samples from January 2015 all the way down to October 2017. And we collaborated with uh, Monash University uh, on doing the statistics and running the numbers and seeing what the results were of that of those few years of trawling for microplastics and plastic pollution and the results you may or may not remember were quite astounding so we published a report and the report back then said that 828 million pieces of plastic pollution make its make their way into the bay from both of those rivers on an annual basis now that's quite an astounding number when you think about it, 828 million. And, you know, it's also just the surface because the Manta net, the net that we use only trawls the surface water. So it's, it's basically the first 20 centimeters of the water column um, that we research. So who knows what goes underneath that net or what is in the sediments of the two rivers? We, we don't really know. So that massive number is actually quite an underestimation. Um, so for the last over the last year, we have worked really, really hard um, 
getting more trill samples and also the community volunteers who have been helping me in the most amazing ways, um, spending all of their free time helping me analyze these samples and counting microplastics, basically. Um, they have managed to analyze an, the entire year of 2018. And last month in July, we updated the results of the first report with a whole extra year worth of data. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know what is happening with that and what we found. Um, I have good news and bad news, I'll be really honest with you. Uh, as you would probably expect, most of the news is not great, but there is a little sliver of hope. So, um, well, if I would ask you guys, shall I start with the bad news or with the good news? Then we'd probably start with the bad news and leave feeling a little bit better by, uh, about ourselves, right? Um, so the bad news is that something that we have known for a while, because we have seen that in the data, and that is that in both the Maribyrnong and the Yarra rivers, the litter problem is actually getting worse over time. Now, this is not a great surprise um, because plastic pollution is directly correlated with population growth. And as you may know, in 2018, Melbourne passed the 5 million people mark. Yeah, for years it used to be, you know, 4.5 million people, 4.8 million people. But we have passed that 5 million people mark now. And the bulk of the people who live in Melbourne obviously use plastic. Um, so it's, it's not a surprise that litter is getting worse Um the numbers, though, are quite astounding. Um, so we went from 828 million pieces of plastics pollution reaching the bay annually to 1.4 billion. Yeah, I'm just going to take a breath here and let that sink in. So we went to 1.4 billion pieces reaching the bay on an annual basis from the Maribyrnong and the Yarra rivers. And 79% of this is microplast is microplastics. So there's 1.1 billion microplastics just from the surface waters reaching the bay annually. Um, now, microplastics are classified as plastic pieces that are smaller than five millimeters in diameter. So even though we do find some bigger items that are floating on top of the water, definitely the microplastics make up the bulk of, of what we find in there. And when we're looking a little bit closer at what kind of microplastics we are finding, we're finding that the most common item class are actually hard plastic fragments. And by hard plastic fragments, I mean those pieces of, of plastic that you find, you know, that used to be larger items. So, for example, if you've got a, a bottle cap and you drive over that a few times on the road with your car, then it shatters into a million different pieces. Um, they're all super tiny. And eventually they wash out into the stormwater drains and get into the rivers. So this is what I mean by hard plastic fragments. And they make up, depending on which river we're looking at, but between 66 and 69% of all of the microplastics pollution that we find in, in the rivers. Um, now, when we, when we compare the Yarra and the Maribyrnong rivers to each other, we do see a little bit of difference in the type of litter that is most problematic for those rivers. So number two, most problematic after those hard plastic fragments in the Yarra is polystyrene. Now, if you have ever done a cleanup, uh, <laughs> especially around the Yarra, you know that polystyrene is a massive problem. 
Um, it is super light. It's lightweight, so it goes everywhere. Uh, obviously, it floats, but the wind carries it to, you know, uh, pretty much all the corners of the earth. And we definitely see that uh, in cleanups where we see large volumes of polystyrene. So that is the number two most problematic item um, for the Yarra River. The Maribyrnong has, seems to have a bit of a soft plastics habit instead of polystyrene. Uh, so for Maribyrnong, soft plastics is is the number two most polluted item. Um, and with soft plastics, we mean things like pieces of plastic bags, uh, pieces of lolly wrappers, and, and pretty much any type of plastic that you can scrunch up with your hands and um, yeah, and, and, and move around like like a plastic bag, basically. Um, so yeah, those are the two number ones and number twos for um, Yarra and Maribyrnong rivers. And um, previously, we had a look at what kind of the rates were that the Yarra and or the Maribyrnong were getting dirtier. And in the first report, when we when we analyzed the data from 2015 to 2017, the Maribyrnong was actually um, going up and down a little bit, but it wasn't really statistically significantly getting worse over time. But now we have analyzed the 2018 data, we can definitely see that uh, statistically there is a significant increase over time in litter in the Maribyrnong. Uh, and for the Yarra, that was already the case in the in the previous data. But now we are finding that it's getting worse, but it's also getting worse faster. So if we are comparing the Maribyrnong and the Yarra rivers to each other and look at how quickly they are getting dirtier, we see that the Yarra is definitely overtaking the Maribyrnong. Uh, whereas before 2015, the Maribyrnong used to be uh, the the river that was the dirtiest. Now the Yarra has overtaken that, and it's getting uh, it's getting more polluted with plastics at a faster rate as well. Now, some of the reasons why we are doing this research is to establish a baseline for litter loads in the rivers, right? So we're doing quite a long-term study. And by the end of, of this financial year in June 2020, we will have five and a half years worth of data that's collected on a monthly basis. And we are planning to make the, all of this data and all this information public because if anyone, for example, the government, <coughs> hint, hint, wants to run a really large scale uh, litter education program or wants to look at particular sources of litter and then run programs with business or industry or community to reduce particular litter items in the environment, they need to have some kind of baseline that they can use to measure if their efforts are actually working over time. And we are establishing that baseline right now. So with that five and a half years worth of data, that will definitely say something about base levels of pollution. Um, yeah, that can be used to see if any, uh, any other litter reduction measures are actually working. And of course, we also want to use this data as scientific evidence so that we can work with community and the government to create the change that we want to see for the environment, right? Because um, <laughs> the first thing that happens when you try and petition government and say, hey, we want a ban on plastic bags or we want a ban on single-use plastic food packaging or something like that, um, the first question you're going to get is, well, how is it a problem? Where's your, where's your evidence that plastic pollution in the environment is actually a problem and how bad is it? Those are the first questions that you're going to get. And that's another reason why we're doing this research so that we can take this data, um, 
go with that to government and petition them and empower community groups who are also doing much of this kind of research around Port Phillip Bay uh, and, and give them this data to, um, to use as scientific evidence that change really, really needs to happen. Um, so that is another reason why we are doing this. Now, I know that I promised you guys the good news, but we are going to go to a song first. Yes, I know, I'm leaving you hanging. So stay with us. You are on Out of the Blue on 855 AM on 3CR. Uh, enjoy this song and I promise you I will bring the good news after this. said I wish I was a tree the tree said I wish I could be a different kind of tree the cat wished that it was a bee the turtle wished that it could fly really high into the sky over rooftops and then dive deep into the sea and in the sea there is a fish a fish that has a secret wish a wish to be a big cactus with a pink flower on it and in the sea there is a a fish that has a secret wish A wish to be a big cactus With a pink flower on it And a flower would be its offering of love To the desert and the desert So dry and lonely That the creatures all appreciate the effort And the jackalope buddy Sharp spikes that'll stab you like a thousand eyes. A hug would be nice, but hug my flower with your eyes. To the flower said, I wish I was a tree. The tree said, I wish I could be a different kind of tree. The cat wished that it was a bee. The turtle wished that it could fly really high into the sky, over rooftops and then dive deep into the sea. I'm Philippe Cousteau from Earth Echo International, and you're listening to Out of the Blue, 855 AM, 3CR's Marine and Ocean News Program. 
Welcome back to Out of the Blue on 3CR, 855 AM. You're in the studio with Fum today talking about microplastics. And that was Tree Hugger by Ansi Pants. Isn't it lovely to just hear a bunch of ukuleles and happy songs on a Sunday morning? Definitely makes me happy. And what also makes me happy is drum roll. I don't have a drum roll button. We need to install one here at 3CR. Drum roll. There is some good news coming out of the EcoCenter's Clean Bay Blueprint research results that have recently been updated. Um, we've been talking about the Yarra and the Maribyrnong rivers getting progressively more polluted with microplastics coming down from the suburbs from all kinds of different sources. Um, but when we were looking at the particular items that are responsible for those increases in litter, for the Yarra, we saw that it was pretty much all of the categories that we were testing for. So things like nurdles, plastic bags, lolly wrappers, uh, bottle caps, all of that stuff was getting significantly worse over time, except plastic straws, ladies and gentlemen. Plastic straws were going right against the trend of significant increase. They were actually significantly decreasing in the Yarra, and the, uh, in the Yarra River. And... I mean, we had to look at it, you know, five times extra, of course, to make sure that we were seeing what we thought we were seeing. Um, but yeah, it seems the data is speaking for itself. And that made me really, really happy because if you are, especially if you're clued in about ocean plastic pollution, and uh, also if you are clued in about community efforts that have been going on all over Victoria and Australia as well, but uh, specifically all over Victoria, of community and businesses reducing their plastic straws, the use of them uh, in their daily operations as businesses, but also community members refusing uh, to use plastic straws uh, when they are buying drinks from retailers uh, and, and community members talking with businesses and, and getting them to change their business practices and really reducing those plastic straws by either uh, not giving them out at all or uh, replacing them by paper straws. And this movement, uh, the last straw, has been going on for a few years now and when I was still doing some work for uh, for Tangaroa Blue Foundation, uh, we ran a few source reduction plan workshops around Port Phillip Bay. And the first one that we did where the community members decided to target plastic straws uh, as a litter item and they wanted to reduce it at the source was um, in the Port Phillip, the city of Port Phillip source reduction plan workshop. I think it was, God, I, I, that must have been three years ago now. Um, and some community members from Beach Patrol Australia really took it upon themselves to work with their local businesses in Port Melbourne to get them to switch over to paper straws instead of uh, plastic ones. And they were quite successful. And to this day, lots and lots of those businesses are still using the paper straws. Um, and a year later, there was another workshop that happened on the Mornington Peninsula where uh, one of our, our favorite environmentalists uh, down that end, uh, Josie Jones and her comrades uh, of the Mornington Peninsula, uh, decided they wanted to run a similar project. So they, they spoke with the guys from, from Port Melbourne, from Beach Patrol and, and got their tips and tricks because obviously they were already one year down the track with their project. So they had lots of learnings. Uh, to share 
And uh, they started in Dromana um, and worked with businesses there, then took the project over to Rye, where um, they replaced their, worked with businesses to replace plastic straws with paper ones. And now there is a little satellite program uh, being set up in Mount Martha. So it's kind of taking Victoria by storm. And what is a really, really lovely thing to see is that we can actually see these community efforts back in the data. And this is an example of why having a baseline for this kind of plastic pollution is so important. Because it means that you and I, normal community members, everyday people, we do not have to wait for government to do something. We do not have to wait for industry to clean up their game. We can actually, with our own actions, the things that we do every single day, make that difference. And that is what this data is validating, that if you have been reducing uh, and refusing plastic straws over the last two years, you are partly responsible for the success of plastic straw litter getting less in the Yarra River um, if you live around this area and so it's a really heartening thing um, yeah a really heartening thing for for just normal everyday people like you and me to see that we can make a change together and if enough of us do this um, it is yeah the data speaks for itself this is this is what happens and this is what we can do as grassroots people as a grassroots movement so props to you if you have uh, purchased a uh, metal straw over the last two years and bring it everywhere with you or if you have just decided to drink your gin and tonics without any straws and props to all of the businesses especially the small businesses who have opted in on this great community um, initiative of reducing straws um, I salute you all and uh, we see that it is working now um, which is absolutely heartening so you know it makes me think because if we can do this with plastic straws we will be able to do this with some of the other item categories that are problematic at the moment and that are increasing but who is stopping us from taking personal action and and reducing those item categories as well so, for example, you know, some of the next steps in the project would be finding out where the polystyrene comes from, because that's the number two litter item in the era. And uh, if we know where it's coming from, we can, just like community members have done in Victoria, reduce this use at the source or, or tackle the issue at the source and prevent it from getting out into the waterways in the first place, uh, which is, of course, the goal of, of source reduction plans. Um, now, polystyrene, is, it's a little bit tricky because some of the pieces are these like loose balls that you might find in bean bags uh, or, um, you know, like if you buy something off the internet and they send it to your home, you open up the box and there's like a filled with balls of polystyrene as uh, shock absorbers. But there's also larger pieces um, of packaging. For example, if you buy a new TV and you put that polystyrene in your bin outside, it's really easy for it to get lost, especially when it's broken because it just blows on the wind. And when the garbos come and they put that stuff in the truck, um, more often than not, you can just actually observe it <laughs> being blown out of the bins um, and into the gutters. Another possible source of this polystyrene we think might be the building industry. Um, I don't know about you guys or where you live, but uh, I live in the northern suburbs and there is a house going up in my street pretty much every week. It's, it's incredible the amount of building that is happening. Uh, and polystyrene blocks are often used as insulation material in between the walls of newly built houses. 
Uh, and what happens is that those blocks of polystyrene need to be cut to size and they do that on the building side. And not everybody, not, not all the contractors are uh, containing the bits of polystyrene that come out of that, um, that sawing process. Uh, and it, there's a massive risk of it just blowing into the waterways. Um, so that is another potential source, but we will have to uh, yeah, spend the next few years looking at um, if that is actually true and what we can do, how we can collaborate um, with the building industry or with the food industry or whoever uh, is responsible for the, the source of that litter to work together in a, in a collaborative way um, to reduce that kind of pollution in the environment for the, in the future. And so we can tackle these things um, one by one and, and really make a difference. Um, yeah, so I hope that makes your Sunday in this beautiful weather a little bit nicer and uh, when you go out and uh, and have a nice drink and sit on a lawn somewhere and enjoying the sun don't forget to bring your metal straw <laughs> and that is uh, all we have time for today i can't believe how fast it goes me just talking into a microphone to you guys um, for half an hour about microplastics you know i can go on forever but before we are out of here i just wanted to give a shout out to our friends from the yarra river keeper association the yarra river blitz is coming up so if you want to help out reducing those billion pieces of litter coming down through the era and you want to help look after your patch meet them sunday 25th of august so that's next week from 10 a.m to 1 p.m for a big cleanup at richmond rowing club they've got kayaks they've got canoes that you can borrow and they also have all the cleanup materials such as gloves and bags and things like that provided um, there will be coffee bring your reusable cup of course uh, there will be a sausage sizzle and trash puppets will be making an appear appearance as well so uh, your kids will be taken care of for sure so thank you everyone for being here today up next is sally with out of the pan you are on 855 am uh, 3cr community radio